Hey, look, we're back. Four days into the week. It's going to be a big show. Thank you all for joining us. Cooperville Live is about to get underway. It's going to be a good one today. Mariah Formica from the band Plush, who, by the way, just happens to be taking over the universe as we speak. Like it's happening right now. She took a break out of taking over the world to chat with us today. So we're thankful. Wherever you are tuning in, whether it's on Facebook Live, on YouTube, or on Twitch, thank you. Be sure to subscribe. Joe's already in the house throwing up devil horns. The man is ready to go. Joe's always ready to go. By the way, you can join our Patreon if you are so inclined to do so. Exclusive audio and live streams and pictures. We are dropping our merch line in a couple of months. Working with my friends from Devour the Day on that. You know, they put together some pretty badass stuff, so you're going to want to be a part of it. Join the Patreon. The link is in the comments of wherever it is that you are watching. And I appreciate it. Are you guys ready for this? Check this out. This is the future of rock and roll. It sits before you right there in a band called Plush. And I will preface it by saying this. They are a rock band first. They happen to be all females but they will blow your mind. Super excited to bring in Mariah as she is in the green room and now on the show. Hello, Mariah, and thank you for being a part of the program. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to talk to you, like I said, and thank you for taking a break out of world domination in order to uh, to oh. chat with us today. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's no problem. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Fighting fight aliens, you know, uh, the new song Hate is climbing up the charts. It's a uh, Sirius XM Octane radio charts. This has got to be, uh, a, 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 I want to say a whirlwind because it, we are in the middle of a you know pandemic. That thing's been going on for, uh, for a year now. But you guys have just been lighting things up. But for you, this started... This started at such a young age. I know you just posted like your first live performance was in fifth grade, which means you were like <laughs> 10, 10 years old, <laughs> 10 years old, just cranking out Eye of the Tiger uh, for the whole school. It was fantastic. It was just amazing. Thank you for sharing that with the world. Oh, my gosh. Of course. I thought I found it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, everybody has to see this. Because uh, <laughs> it like, you know, it was so long ago I had it. And then it like disappeared for for like for like seven years. It disappeared. <laughs> no, it was fantastic. And it goes to show. I mean, it, it's fifth grade. I have, I have a, a, a child who's in fifth grade. He's 10. And I'm like, I hope you can tie your shoes today. You know, like so, so the bar is a little bit different, but you, you started at such a young age. Do you remember when like you figured out or somebody told you like you have this, this impeccable voice, this voice that like is, is generational. Like, do you remember somebody saying like, I think you're onto something here. Maybe you should pursue this. Well, I, uh, well, I started guitar first around hmm. like five or six, maybe. Um, and I didn't start singing until like nine or 10. That was when I really, really found out that I could sing. And it was because I was at my cousin's graduation party. Um, they were having it at my house and my friend and I were doing karaoke and she's like, Hey, you want to do uh, rolling in the deep by Adele? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I like that song, whatever. And, uh, 
you know, I didn't say anything when I was a kid. Like I am like an extreme introvert and I was even worse when I was little and I didn't say anything. So I was just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. you. And so we started doing it. And, um, I think her dad came back to like, tell us that the food was ready or something. And then he, I was just sing- I happened to be singing at the same time. And next thing I knew, he's like, do your parents know you can sing? I was like, yeah. He's like, Hold on one second. So he goes to get back my parents. He, he goes back to get my parents and he's like, do you know your daughter can sing? They're like, no, she, she doesn't even say anything. She doesn't even talk. <laughs> we didn't know she could sing. And so, uh, so next thing you knew, everybody was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And uh, yeah. And then, you know, I just fell in love with it. And I uh, shortly after started taking voice lessons at around 11 and decided that it was, you know, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, it's it's such a, a powerful voice, and obviously your guitar talents you. are impeccable as well. It's it's so cool to uh, to see it all come together as one when we, we talk about plush. But I know I know for you, it things started a little bit earlier uh, with a solo career, and I want to get to a little bit of that. But do you remember you, you mentioned Adele, and I know that you can just throttle any heart song that they put in front of you. They're like, yeah, here's here's like here's like the biggest voice in rock, the female voice in rock probably ever like, Hey, I'll go do some heart and I'll just knock it out of the park. But did you have, were they early influences of yours? Uh, when you, like, when you talk about Adele, you talk about, uh, like Anna Nancy Wilson, like, who do you remember being like the bands when you did start to find your voice? Well, first you probably started talking, then you started to find your voice to sing. <laughs> uh, like, who, do you remember the, the, the artists that you were listening to that really were inspiring that really kind of honed you in, in this, you know, the soul of rock and roll path? Yeah, I, I mean, as far as like music in general, and and what really inspired me to first pick up a guitar at around five or six was uh, actually Aerosmith mm. and Joe Perry's guitar playing. Yeah, there was just something about it. I mean, I loved guitar in general. I fell in love with it. Um, but something about Joe Perry's playing, like, and I would just lock myself in my room for hours and and try and you know noodle around and try and figure out different Aerosmith songs, and uh, I wouldn't come out until I knew at least a part of one Aerosmith song a day. Um, I was obsessed. I was completely obsessed. Uh, but with singing, I remember, you know, my biggest influences being Amy Lee, my biggest influence, mm. actually, straight up, my biggest vocal influence is Amy Lee from Evanescence. Um, and then shortly after came Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. I know, big shocker, right? Um, <laughs> Wait, what? But uh, I... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, those are my, honestly, my two biggest influences. Um, oh, Haley Williams from Paramore was another mm. huge one. Lady Gaga is a huge one. Uh, so those are, I would say those four are the biggest ones. Um, ironically, I know I, I love to sing a lot of heart stuff. I love heart. Um, I love, you know, Ann Wilson's voices. Like you said, like the standard, right? Right. For, for females in rock. I mean, it doesn't get any better. Um, but I, those four females... I think were the biggest influences on me. Definitely. Those are all such heavy hitters. I mean, it's not, and, and powerful and, and soulful and have such a, a, an amazing range um, that, I mean, you really went after like, here's the top of the mountain. Those are the ones I want to follow. And I think given, you know, what we've had a chance to hear from you, not only from, uh, you know, you're being on The Voice and then also from from Plush. Like, you're pretty, you're like on that mountain, just like 
clawing your way up because the future is you being on top of that mountain. That's my, I'm making a bold prediction oh, here. Like thank that's you so much. It, it all comes from not just the, the vocal capabilities, but the fact that you have the capabilities to do it. But the sound comes from somewhere really, really deep inside. It's not, Hey, I can sing. It's cool. I'm going to do this. It's like, no, I feel what you are singing. Like it, it penetrates into like, you know, the frontal cortex of the brain and then down into the soul. You're like, that's it. She's speaking to me. So that's, those are some good ones to follow. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. I, uh, you know, I always hope that people can feel where I'm coming from and, and, you know, relate to, uh, my music and stuff like that. Well, I think when you have a genre like rock, which is really synonymous with having artists uh, and a lot of them you mentioned in here that the, the music is, is a, it's so deep. It's not surface value. It's not, 100%. you know, it, it, it grabs you and people can, you know, when, when you have fans, they gravitate towards it and their message, whatever it is, however you wrote a song can resonate with somebody in like this emotional way. And they're like forever attached to, to that voice, that song. Uh, so the rock genre really has embraced this this sense of unity, and and I want to talk to you about that because yeah. I, I was listening to an interview where you you made a comment about some of the some of the rock industry has to work on their uh, camaraderie with one another. So we'll we'll get to that uh, a little bit later on in the in the interview. But you know you you find your voice <laughs> singing an Adele song uh, of all of all artists to sing. Like yeah, let's just we'll just pop an Adele song out here. <laughs> but but. Does that like that transpires over a short period of time? Because I know you weren't much older than than that age when you started doing kind of a solo thing uh, and a solo thing with a backing band. I mean, there a lot happened over the course of that. Hey, look, I can sing. To oh, here I am with my yeah. own band. Yeah. Um. It. I mean, it, it happened. Yeah, it did. It happened pretty fast, honestly. Uh, also, disclaimer: I want you to know I am looking directly at you. It's I know. Just my web- Okay, good. I just wanted yeah, to know I, I my webcam it. is, it looks like I'm like staring off into space, but my <laughs> webcam is like over here and then you're on my screen over here. It's just weird, but no, I am looking th- at you. <laughs> you're, look, you're looking at the computer where the world domination, you're just seeing like, okay, like we're moving <laughs> over here and we're just going to take over Russia now. I get it. Like it's cool. Oh well, my I gosh. Feel like. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, things did move pretty fast after that because I always, I mean, I always liked to sing. I I always loved music. So it was something that it was almost like it was very new, but it was also like a familiar feeling. It it was weird. It was like just something that I was always supposed to do, if that makes sense. And um, it was only, I think that same year, actually, at about 10 years old, I started taking uh, voice lessons at a place called Modern Day Music up near where I live Mm. in New York. And um, it just completely transformed me. And I loved, you know, my first thing that I would want to start working on in voice lessons was always, you know, my voice teacher would be like, okay, so what do you want to work on today? Evanescence, 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 evanescence. When I was little, uh, I mean, I just, I just adored Amy Lee. Like Mm -hmm. she was my hero, you know? Um, And I, you know, I would always try and sing things. And I'm like, you know, that's that's okay, but like, would Amy Lee approve? I don't think so. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I like I get with it. me, and I was <laughs> so. Um, 
it did. It, it progressed pretty fast. And by the time I was like 11 or 12, I was in like little kid bands, mm. you know, playing like bowling alleys and, and stuff like that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and just, I love the, the evanescence, the, the, the magnet, <laughs> the magnet towards, towards Amy Lee. I mean, and that again, yeah. you know, we're, we're still on the same, you know, upper echelon of, of vocalists who, I mean, Amy Lee's voice, I mean, obviously you, you're, <laughs> you know, but when they first oh, hit the scene, insane. I was like, wait, she's doing, I mean, this girl could sing in any genre that, I mean, she'd be like, yeah, today I want to do pop. Eh, today I want to do yeah. opera. Eh, today I want to do, you know, I'm going to do some Broadway stuff. But to have that combination of that voice and, and a real solid rock group behind her was like, Oh, right. here's a game changer. This will be fun to watch. Right. Yeah. Right. No, very- it was just, it, you know, completely. Oh, it was like my parents had an Evanescence CD. They, they had uh fallen, you yeah. know, the, the first album and, they would always play it on, you know, like long car rides or whatever. And I just was always drawn to them mm-hmm. always. And it was, I, it was definitely, you know, that her beautiful, you know, haunting, mm-hmm. like gorgeous, intense voice with, you know, like the metal music behind her. Yeah. It was just something that was so different to me and I loved it. Yeah. And it was like you said, like it was intense. It it made me feel, and it and it helped me. You know, the lyrics also helped me too. Yeah, going under is cool. is probably still my favorite Evanescence song of all time. Going under yeah. was oh, their gosh, second great song. their second release off of Fallen. I uh, was just like, mm-hmm. oh wow, <laughs> that's deep, <laughs> man. Wow, you know, and I'm and I'm a dude, so I'm supposed to be all like you know tough. I'm really not. It's a lie. Uh, but I was like, oh, like she's speaking to me. She's into my soul again. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so you're doing the kid band stuff, which is yeah. I'm just trying to imagine somebody with your talent, like in a band, and then like looking back, going, "Really? You, this is who you brought me? Like, give me somebody, <laughs> give me Joe Perry in the back here. We're trying to make music." But you go from, <laughs> you know, having uh, having a group, you know, uh, you know yourself in in front, and having a group, and then auditioning for the Voice, making it onto the Voice. Tell me about that experience, because I've I've talked to other voice artists, you know, those who have have made it onto the you know, the live shows that made it towards the end. We have a local guy around here who made it to, uh, I think he came in second, Chris Cruzy from a couple of years ago. Um, and I've had a chance to talk to him. Like that experience for you, like what is it like when you're 16 years old, here you are in, in, in Hollywood and you're, you know, singing a freaking heart song. And, you know, we've had, we've had that conversation about, you know, top of the mountain. And then you have all of this, talent from all genres in front of you in chairs like tell me about your nerves going into that that situation and and really just nailing it i honestly like it was it was really surreal like i at 16 i did not think that i was going to be doing that Mm -hmm. i just didn't i didn't see it coming um i knew that i was you know, I, I would have, I hoped, but I just never even actually pictured myself on one of those TV shows. Mm-hmm. And at first, actually, when my dad approached me, I was like, no, absolutely not. Those TV shows, they hate rock and roll and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I'm 16. How stupid would it be if I didn't go? Because it's like, you know, all that you get out of those the shows now are, is, is is exposure and exposure is never hurts, you know? Right. So um, it was just an incredible experience. And it was really... In fact, I don't actually remember exactly how I felt on stage because I actually was so nervous. I kind of blacked out and it was like, 
I went into autopilot and completely like dissociated and it was like my body just took over and it was like a primal reaction that my body just took over and it was like it just knew what to do Mm -hmm. you know uh and I closed my eyes and I opened them and there was four judges turned around and uh it was just it was incredible it was it was ridiculous I I couldn't even believe it (laughs) I didn't I went in there thinking okay all you need is one Mm -hmm. all you need is one and I was expecting maybe two you know one like I, I four it was pretty freaking amazing to to you know and, and it's not like they're just randos like it's that's Blake <laughs> Shelton that's that's Blake Shelton Miley Cyrus Jennifer Hudson who I love mm. and Adam Levine like that's you know what I mean right that's representative of almost every genre you know almost almost not not every genre but it's you know most of the mainstream genres yeah. that's it right there and so it was incredible to have them all be interested and, and want me on their team. Yeah. And, and receiving such, uh, you know, great accolades from, uh, from the judges, uh, it, which, which I imagine, and, and it's gone on from there, obviously, you know, uh, Lizzie Hale has had great things to say about you as well. We, we talked about her, um, but to have that, that kind of, I don't want to say ac- their accolades, but, a, uh, a reinforcement of what you're doing. Like you're on this, right. you're on this musical journey, you know, not winning the voices, you know, sometimes, sometimes winning the voice doesn't necessarily, you know, lead to great things, but to have that experience and to have yeah. those, have those moments, not only with the judges, but with the other contestants, like, what do you, what do you take out of getting that kind of confirmation that you're like, okay, I, th- I think what I'm doing is going to be, my my life's path my life's work is going to be in music yeah i i just i mean i always knew from the time i was little like it was always i always say like i didn't choose music it chose me Mm. because it was just something in my soul i didn't know like you know you just have those you're just born with certain instincts and I feel like music was just always one of them. It was just always a part of my soul. And I was just like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. Uh, But with that experience, it did. It just completely reassured, you know, that I was, especially getting the four chair turn, because that, Mm. it meant so much to me because I was like, if they recognize this in me at 16, imagine where I could be, you know, at 20 and and I'm 20 right now. Mm. Uh, and, and so it was, it, it was amazing and it was humbling and it's, it was a turning point really, you know, I learned new confidence. I, I, I learned new things about myself, like how much endurance I'm capable of mm. and, you know, uh, how much my body can really go through. Um, you know, I met my best friend in the entire world on that, on that show. And, uh, it's just amazing you know it's it's a really and it's it's also honestly one of the most exciting and incredible parts for me was being around all the other singers too Mm. like they i mean i'm not trying to like i'm not saying just because i was on it but i don't care take me out of the show that season was in my opinion, I mean, I don't really watch it that much, but right. I can't picture it getting much better than that. I mean, you had one of my great friends, Janice, who sadly passed uh, away, but there was Janice uh, Freeman, there was Brooke Simpson, 
uh, Carly Webster, Adam Pierce, like they're just incredible. And I remember just being so humbled and so excited to be in the presence of such greatness, you know? Uh, and it, it's just really an amazing experience that I think every single person, whether you make it to only the blinds or you make it to the very end of the show mm -hmm. is everybody should be very, very grateful to have that experience. Do you take a lot of, uh, I want to say notes, but like mental notes from artists, like when you're surrounded by all of that talent, uh, in, in, on the show and even, even just being out and you've, you've had a chance to, uh, to meet and rub elbows with a lot of people in the industry. Do you, right. do you take kind of mental note of, of different tactics, different, uh, different warm up procedures? Do, do, you, do you kind of, you know, part of a, like a live show and you're like, Hmm, like I, I like, I like that thing. Do you, do, are you always kind of just interpreting and like a sponge kind of like absorbing different things from different artists, especially when you're, when you're in such close proximity on a show like the voice? Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. I, 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 they had me doing things on the voice that I thought I would never do. I mean, before, uh, I remember a couple other contestants, uh, they were in the back doing like little shots of like whatever it was. And I was like, yo, what are you guys doing? Like, we're about to freaking go out here and do a show and you guys are doing freaking shots. And they're like, they're like, no, it's olive oil. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, that's pretty gross. And so they're like, no, no, you don't understand. Listen, your voice is going to be like, so I was like, fine. I was like, this is going to be gross, but whatever. So I took the, took the shot of olive oil and it was like, I felt like my voice could slide anywhere I wanted it to. And it just felt so lubricated and so like smooth. And, and so that was something that I would never do if I wasn't surrounded by, by other artists and, and people that had their own way of doing things. Mm -hmm. um, other things that I would take from, from some, from just different artists were just different breathing techniques. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I'm a very nervous person. And so I get, you know, I get extremely nervous before every single show. It doesn't matter if it's a bar. It doesn't matter if it's the, the stage of the voice. It doesn't matter if it's Nam. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. I get extremely nervous. And uh, a lot of watching other people's breathing techniques were very, very helpful to me, uh, you know, to help catch my breath. So I definitely am always another one that I've learned from from another artist was doing like some form of like cardio or, mm -hmm. or some jumping jacks before you go on stage to get all that nervous energy out or to help, you know, um, get your, your core muscles going so that you can mm -hmm. have, uh, you know, your diaphragm can, can work better while you're on stage. So I, I'm definitely a sponge in that sense and, you know, observing and, and different techniques that everybody's doing. Are you still doing shots of olive oil before you perform? I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't do that. I, I wonder if that was going to be like a, like a, like a tradition that you carried on, you know, when you get, I did it. It was it was too gross, but I did do it. Mm. I, I did it several days on set of The Voice. I did. Okay, so make sure it wasn't like uh, this. Like the the secret of rock and roll is like you know, Axl Rose wasn't really oh, doing shots of Jack Daniels before his show. He was it was a Jack bottle that was, was filled with olive oil. oil. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm a badass. You're like, whoa, wait, oh, it's it's just a little just a little olive oil. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, so you go from the voice and then like, tell me about going from, from that into, into 
the formation of plush and and I, I do have to I do have to give a shout out to my buddy uh, Tim King who uh, who I've been friends with for for many years in the band Soil obviously with Pavement and and working with him and I remember him saying, "Dude, you have got to hear this," <laughs> and I was like. What? At first, I thought it was going to be soil, but I'm like, you guys aren't doing anything. You're just like hanging out, like Ryan's overseas. <laughs> like, what did are you like? Did you discover the internet and you're doing stuff like, uh, you know, on voice memo? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I got this. I got this this group that you got to hear. And he and he played plush for me. But I want to uh, I want to talk about like how it how the creation began because it's a really kind of a cool story and it involves you know the internet and involves Instagram. So tell me about the formation right. of plush. You know, from from beginning to uh, to where you guys are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, I was doing the solo thing for, mm-hmm. for a while. Um, and it was great. We had a lot of great, ex- I had a backing band, we had a lot of great experiences together. And we got to play all over the country. And it was great. But I kind of realized, like, at the same time, actually, before the pandemic hit, just before it, I had just got back from uh, playing Nam, mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm so grateful for the experiences that I've had, but am I 100% happy with where I'm at right now? Because when I look back to all the people and the artists that I looked up to when I was younger, they were all part a part of a band, mm-hmm. you know, and I wanted that. I wanted to be a part of a band. Um, and, you know, I just was like, okay, so what now? What what can I what can I do? Because I was I, I feel like I was listening too much to what other people thought I should do. You know, oh, you know, stick with the solo thing. It'll preserve this and blah blah. blah which I get, you know, and I'm grateful for ev- for everyone's input. But I just had to follow my gut. And just around that time, the pandemic just just happened to hit. Mm. And um, you know, I found Brooke on Instagram, and I was like there is no way this girl's 16 and she plays like that. Right. And I was like, and then I DM'd her and I found out that she didn't live too far away from me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I have to, to meet this girl and we have to jam at the very least. Like we just have to jam together. And so we did. And it was just instant chemistry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was unmistakable, you know, and we felt like we had something special together and, you know, we were we started thinking and brainstorming how we could find some other players. And uh, at that point, we weren't just like, yes, it has to be all girls. Like, you know, what I mean? right. it was just kind of like an organic thing. And we, we just happened to be two musicians who were who were girls. And, uh, you know, we had great chemistry together. And she was like, well, you know, I have a friend who I went to school of rock with, and she's a great bass player. And, uh, you know, she's a she's a great friend of mine. And I really think that she would gel well with us. So she introduced me to Ashley Supa, who's our bass player. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, the three of us got together and we jammed. And again, it was just instantaneous, the, the chemistry, it was amazing. And so we were getting really excited. And you know, we, we talked to management and right around the same time I got, you know, I signed with uh, Pavement. Mm-hmm. And it all literally just came together. It was so freaking weird. And it wouldn't have happened if the pandemic didn't. Um, so it really is a blessing in disguise, even mm-hmm. though there are some opportunities that are missed on because of it too. But, you know, then uh, Pavement really got behind us and we're like, you know, we believe in you. We, we're going to help you as much as we can. And, and you know, you know, you know, Tim yeah. and Mark. And oh, yeah. they're, just, they're just great people. And they have, you know, believed in this since day one. And, uh, they had put out a post basically saying, you know, hey, um, 
this is who we are, this is what we're looking for, and and talking about uh, guitar players. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie Hale got a hold of that post, and she ended up retweeting it. And our lead guitar player, Bella Perron, ended up seeing it from Lizzie Hale's page and reached out to Pavement. And uh, and that's how we met Bella. We, we loved her. We fell in love with her. And uh, yeah. And then we all got together and we were like, yeah, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> and, here, and here we are, ready to go back yeah. to... Ready for world domination, as we talked about in the <laughs> open. Excuse me, while we tracking the aliens and all the other stuff you got going. It's a busy life, I understand. You know, it it is. It's great to hear that in the midst of all this, in the last year plus, that there's obviously been a lot of negativity. There's been a lot of uh, yeah. harshness. There's been, uh, you know, for for music fans, there's obviously been that lacking element of, of live shows. And obviously there yeah. hasn't been, there hasn't been an abundance of music released just because of, you know, the situations that we're all dealing with, but not only to be able to, to form this group, to, to by happenstance, find Brooke on, on Instagram and she lives down the road, you know? And, yeah. and then you, I know you guys did like this crazy heart again we're back to heart again uh this crazy heart cover that's got like a bazillion views and uh but then you you find all these other pieces to this puzzle and and it it gels you know like it just right all of a sudden you have this this magic that's happening now how do you right during all of this and and the the issues that arise with whether it's travel whether it's uh we can't be in the same room together uh how do you go about formulating a song like hate when you have, you know, obstacles that normally wouldn't be there. You could get together in right. a room, you know, in a normal day and age and write a song and, and, uh, and right. go back and forth with stuff. Like how was, how did hate come to be? And, and obviously as that continues to dominate the world. Uh, well, you know, it's, uh, it was a lot of back and forth, uh, you know, sending pro tool sessions mm. back and forth and, and, uh, you know, voice memos and, Hey, what do you think about this? And a lot of video chats and stuff like that. It was, it was really a lot of that. And that's how the song came together and everybody just kind of put their own flair on it. And, uh, and and really we went into the studio and it all came to life in the studio, you know, and and the producer gets a hold of it and helps bring it to life. And in in this case, Johnny K, uh, who, produced the uh the song and he's he's incredible he really helped our visions uh come together and it it was really amazing because he he shared a lot of the same vision you know it was i I was thankful because i know a lot of it could also be like a nightmare you know you go in wanting a certain thing and then the producer's like well we're actually going to be doing this so (laughs) you know that wasn't that wasn't what my feeling that wasn't my idea where why are we going this direction yeah (laughs) i had something else in my mind yeah right right and so i really really respected that about johnny and you know he just wanted everybody to be happy but also making sure that we had the best thing for the song and uh it's just a really awesome working relationship uh with johnny k and that's what really really helped this song come together well, it's it's a fantastic song. If nobody's heard it yet, I don't know what planet they're probably living on another planet that you're trying to dominate, maybe like Mars or something. <laughs> uh, but uh, tell me, about, like the writing process for you uh, in writing something like Hate, because obviously we, we talked about it a little earlier, uh, is is that rock has this way of of connecting emotionally. Like yeah. you sing that song, I'm like, oh damn, like um, 
I feel like I should apologize. I mean, I didn't do it, but like, I should apologize <laughs> to you. Like this poor girl, like she's going to kick that guy's ass. So what, what's happening here? But like, tell me about like going through the writing process with this song, um, because it is like, it's, it's super rock and it's super heavy and it, but it's super melodic. It's got all the, all the pieces of the puzzle put together, but, but the writing process itself, where does that, where does that emotion come from, from you? Well, you know, it comes from a lot of the time whenever I write a song, like most of the time, actually, uh, when I write a song, actually all of the time, mm. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I write a song like that, it comes from a from an extremely deep place. And a lot of the times it's whenever I feel like I just, you know, I have nowhere else to go and I can't do anything else about the situation. Um, it's like a therapy for me because it's always it's always been a therapy for me to hear to to put because i've not always been the best at articulating how i feel mm. um and you know being a super introvert doesn't help with that right right i get you because <laughs> uh, don't love to talk but you know i think a lot of it came from not being able to articulate how i felt very well at first and so i would put a lot of that into music well i'm like okay i can't if i can't explain this how does my heart sound? Right. How would my heart sound right now? You know, and then the words just come uh, once I have the music. But it comes from a from a deep place, you know, of of heartbreak and um, and you know, pain turns to anger, mm. and uh, you know, a lot a lot of that stuff. And so that's really where it comes from is a situation where you know you're heartbroken and you you feel betrayed, but you know, and you hate all these things about this person and you hate the situation and you hate a lot, you, you hate almost everything about them. But uh, <laughs> yeah. you, the worst thing, the thing that you hate the most is that you still love them, you know, and you still yeah. care. So that's really where uh, the inspiration for hate came. Well, it's it, it's it's a beautiful, menacing, kick in the teeth song and, uh, and congratulations <laughs> on the success of it thus far. I mean, I know it's you know, it's early on, but it's already obviously, like I mentioned, it's uh, it's climbing the radio charts. You know, getting lots of love on on Octane, and of course, all over the uh, the interwebs as well, with the video being released. And I know it's uh, it's twenty twenty one is like the world's biggest question mark. It's like we we kind of knew oh, after sure. after a while, we figured out twenty twenty was kind of like well, all right, so nothing. Uh, yeah. But twenty twenty one has kind of got this weird like. Eh, we don't really know what's going to happen. We don't right. what's going to be open. There's obviously some places that are and some places that aren't. But what is like Plush's plan, tentative plans for for the year? I mean, I know you have the hot song that's out right now. I'm sure just you describing your writing process. There's more songs yeah. somewhere hidden under your plans to dominate the world. I'm sure lift up one folder and there it is. But like what what do you envision your 2021 looking like as we move forward? Well, you know, I we're definitely going to be putting out an album this year. Awesome. Um, so we're going to be putting out our first album, which I'm really, really excited for. Um, I've I've only put out an EP when I was like 14, so mm. I've never put out an album before. So I'm really, really excited for that. Um, and then getting to do it with you know um, other like-minded musicians who I love is is even better. Um, but Aside from that, from putting out an album, I think that our goals are really just to continue to grow our fan base and connect with the fans uh, and show the world who we are, what we're about, um, you know, and and continue to fight for rock. That's mm. that's really what 
we're hoping to do is, uh, and also, you know, I really, really hope that live shows get back in the game this year. I know that there's a lot of talks about things happening, uh, like a lot. So hopefully it happens. Uh, but as we know, obviously things are super uncertain. But yeah, I definitely live stream shows I think we're going to be doing and, uh, you know, new music, too. That's awesome. I mean, that's it's good to have uh, good to have that feeling of the album is on the horizon and, mm-hmm. and, and more new music. I know is you know loving hate as much as I do. I know there's there's always that second single and then there's the album and then there's man, it'd really be cool to go out and play a show some somewhere right. since you guys probably haven't had the opportunity to do that as of yet. Um, but I think there's there's a, something about the band and and kind of your message. And I know it's on the website about kind of bringing rock back into uh, into the forefront, into a viable entity. Um, I did 20 years in rock radio, um, and it's always been the underdog fight. You know, we're always kind of clawing yeah. for, for the attention. We get we get right. snubbed at award shows, and then we're like, do we really care about award shows? Um, right. But, but there's something about Plush that feels like a unifier uh, be, because it's got all of the elements that rock needs to possess, you know, forward momentum, energy, uh, voice, all the instrumental talent that's in there. Uh, do you, do you feel like the mission of plush, not only to release great music and to engage with your fans, but is to kind of be a, a powerful driving force behind kind of getting rock to where it, it needs to be and maybe break up some of the divisiveness that exists even within the genre? 100 percent i totally it it would be awesome to be that you know um and and all we can do is hope and try you know what i mean uh but that that would be an amazing thing because i think that uh there aren't that you know there aren't a ton of all girl uh mainstream rock bands Mm. there just there just aren't you know uh and there hasn't been for a while and so it, it, we thought that how cool would it be, you know, to to do this? And also, since we're, you know, some of us are still teenagers, and I'm 20, and you know, I think a lot of a lot of kids can relate to, you know, uh, maybe more so than somebody who's in their 30s or whatever. Uh, like not not bashing or anything. Like right. I, it's just that that's how it is, you know. It's mm. that's how I am. I'm more likely to relate to somebody who's you know, 25 rather than 35, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, um, so it's, that's why I think a lot of bands like, you know, uh, the younger ones like Greta Van Fleet and the Mm -hmm. warning and, and now us, like, I I think it's really important, uh, for the livelihood of rock. I really do. No, I would agree with hundred percent with that. And (laughs) and not even to bring into that uh, conversation, which you kind of touched on is that, You are an all-female rock band, but I said in the open, I said you're a rock band who happens to be all-female. But there is right. a certain, like, it breaks down some, you know, maybe some barriers for a, a young fan right. who's like, oh, wow, like, I can I can drum or I could play the bass or I could sing ampl- right. and I can I can do all these things because you, you know you're you're kind of setting the example and and there's been examples that have been set for you too obviously we talked about Amy Lee we talked right. about Lizzie we talked about all the the great talent that you followed so what a great 
torch to carry. I mean, that's got to be, I mean, there's, I want to say it's not even a burden. It's more like the privilege of carrying this torch for a younger generation of, of musicians right. and, and driving them into a genre that sometimes seems like it's like, no, we have to be more open. Like we want more of the young talent to come over right. and play over here instead of automatically making that, that jump into pop music. Cause it seems to be a, the trajectory right. seems to be a little easier. So I'm, I'm just right. super stoked for, uh, for the potential of, of that element of it and what you guys are already doing. I mean, just a year in and just world domination. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah. I really, really appreciate that. Awesome. Mariah, thank you for the time. Plushrocks.net, Plushrocks on Instagram and Twitter, and Plush Official on Facebook. Follow them on all the socials. The video for Hate is out on uh, on YouTube. And, of course, call your radio station. Call SiriusXM. Call everybody and say, just play the song. Play the song so Mariah can get back to planning domination of the world. Thank you so much for the time and a great conversation. What a great time uh, today. And thank you to all your fans who jumped on here. We've got a, a ton of comments. I'm just going to throw some of these on here. We got, uh, yeah, Curtis saying an amazing voice. Oh, thank you, Curtis. Yeah. I really, really appreciate that. Congratulations from, uh, from Sean Smith here. Rock on. Thank yeah. you, Sean. Matt, Matt jumping in. Awesome. Amazing voice. He followed her for a while. So talented from Rebecca. Dennis wants to get Dennis wants his hands on your upcoming album. So, so <laughs> make make sure Dennis gets his copy. <laughs> oh, you will, Dennis. I promise. <laughs> uh, and uh, we got Boston over here. Uh, been a fan since uh, he heard you audition on The Voice. So a lot of, lot oh, of. Oh wow! Thank you so much. A lot of great comments on here. Tons of people. A uh, lot, lot of devil horns flying up in the air. So they're they're all on the same page. We all get it. Wrong way. Mariah for me. There hey, we go. <laughs> there. Yeah. World domination camera <laughs> and this camera here. Thank you so much for the time. And, and I'm, I'm so happy we got a chance to catch up and, and hopefully we'll be seeing you at a live show here sometime very soon. For sure. Thank you so much. This was very, very fun. Awesome. Glad you had a good time. I did too. Let's, uh, let's chat before you take over this neck of the woods so that I have time to get out. <laughs> Thanks, Mariah. Take care of yourself. All right. You All too. Right. Thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs> Mariah Formica. Plush. If you're not following them, shame on you. Where's my camera? Now I'm looking over here like, where's my camera? Follow them. They are on all the social medias. This is their website, plushrocks.net. You can go and follow them there. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff today. 